2: Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm your host, Ryland Stiles. Grant Tuttle is out today. He has some personal matters to take care of, so you're stuck with me. And we are back on the grind, back on the airwaves, as training camp is going to open up this week. And we missed shows the last two weeks, and that was on us. Uh, you know, we both had some things come up where it was you know, just bad timing. Uh, each of us were busy on times where the other could... Uh, possibly get an episode in, but ultimately we were both just too busy. But from now on, you don't have to worry about that. If you like our takes, if you like our podcast, if you like our show, I think we had our best one last time, the great quarterback debate that we had. I think that was our most fun, so you should go back and listen to that. Uh, But we will have a show at least once a week, every single week, from now until the start of the season. At the start of the season, we will transition and we'll have two episodes a week. Uh, so there will be no shortage of podcasts from us from now on. Uh, this week, in fact, we're going to have our first ever two-episode week. Uh, we're going to have this episode today with just me. Hopefully, Grant can come back on Thursday and talk about uh, training camp because Thursday you're going to get an episode previewing training camp. And I mean really digging in the, the weeds of this thing, talking about every single player on the Chiefs, every single position group, You know, going over questions that, that the Chiefs need to answer, uh, going over concerns and, and just what we feel good about, what we feel bad about for the Chiefs. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So you're going to want to listen to Thursday's episode. Again, this week's going to be the first two-week episode uh, that we have. Or two-episode week. There we go. Uh, that we have. Uh, and then at the start of the season, it'll become a regular thing. And we'll do it every single week. Uh, but from, for right now, you're going to at least get one episode every week uh, until the start of the regular season. So with that being said, today's show is only by me. You can find me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles, that's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And you can tell me what you like about the show, you can tell me what you don't like about the show, and how we can improve it on Twitter. But on today's show with just me here, it's going to be Tyreek Kill updates, as I'm sure you already know, training camp updates, you know, just, just getting ready for that to get underway, and then I'm going to give you my entire NFL season preview as it sits right now. Obviously, it's, it's subject to change because it's, you know, July and things can happen uh, that that change the landscape of football from now until the start of the season. On um, uh, September 6th, I believe, is when that first Thursday night game is. But anyway, I think it'll still be fun to just see how and if things change from now until, you know, the, the week before the season when we do our, you know, huge NFL preview. I want to see how things change from now until then. I think it's a fun topic for right now while the news is kind of slow before it picks back up. Uh, for training camp so without further ado let's get into the big story around kansas city and that is the fact that tyreek hill has not been punished by the nfl and will not be punished by the nfl it came out friday that tyreek hill is set to rejoin the team he's cleared by the nfl to rejoin the team and the chiefs Uh, he will not face a fine nor a suspension and that's surprising it's very surprising uh grant and i on the last show said that we thought it was going to be two to six games we thought that was going to be the mark for him and 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 he would miss two to six games and that's pretty huge you know from a football standpoint uh we'll talk about that in a second it's surprising he's not suspended at all i thought he'd be suspended not because he's guilty i thought he'd be suspended because of the fact that he brought this negative attention to the league and the league is very you know uh, high on, on what you say what you do and how you represent the nfl uh, and so I thought that they'd at least give him a, a tiny suspension, especially for the recording of him saying that his fiance should be terrified of him. But he didn't. And you can let me know what you think about that decision. Uh, I'll let you guys listen to guys like Josh Briscoe and Carrington Harrison to, to get their opinions on it, because I really agree with them. I mean, it's shocking, uh, but in all honesty, he, he cooperated with two investigations by the, by the law enforcement and the NFL, he did everything that was asked of him. He he cooperated and answered all their questions and did whatever they had him do. Uh, his fiance wouldn't talk to the NFL, so I don't know what the NFL was supposed to do. They tried to get both sides of it. They couldn't, uh, and so ultimately they decided that there's no punishment for Terry kill. So I'm gonna leave it at that from a from a moral standpoint because honestly it's gonna be Monday evening to Tuesday and and even later in the week before most of you hear this. So you've already heard you know, every talk show in Kansas City and every article written around the Chiefs about this. And a lot of you don't even care about you know, that aspect of things. You care about what happens on Sunday. And I, and I don't blame you. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. So with that being said, let's do something that not a lot of people have felt comfortable doing yet. And that's talking about the football aspect. Talking about what's going to happen on the field. And this is huge. The fact Terry Kill is not suspended at all is huge for the Chiefs who have Super Bowl aspirations. I would love to know, the first question I have about this is I would love to know, if this story doesn't come out, if that audio isn't released the day of the draft, if we don't know anything about this the day of the draft, does do the Chiefs still draft Miko Hardman? Excuse me. Do they still draft Mikael Hardman? The answer could very well be yes, but I'm interested to, to, to know that. Obviously, we never will. Obviously, the Chiefs are not going to say we made a mistake. We didn't, you know, we drafted him as a security blanket. We'll never know. But one day, if there's ever a tell-all book about this season, I wonder if that draft pick was spent uh, just in preparation for possibly losing Tyreek Hill. But again, we'll never know that. So from a football standpoint, on the field this year, this is huge. The Chiefs want to win a Super Bowl. The Chiefs want to set themselves up to be able to win the Super Bowl. They want to try to get home field. They want to try to get a bye week. And while, yes, technically every team wants to do that, the Chiefs are one of the few in the AFC that have a a realistic chance to do that, that they can feasibly do that. And now you get your best playmaker back. And one of the best playmakers in the NFL, in the entire NFL, you get him back. To just kind of summarize it and, and, and kind of just put a, a bow on how, how uh, big this is, if Kirk Hill, again, me and Grant said two to six games, if he was suspended two games, he would miss a game against your division rival, the Raiders, in Oakland, and he would miss a game against the Jaguars at Jacksonville. And the Jaguars still have a very good defense. You're going to need all the help you can get week one. Now, their offense might not be able to keep up uh, with their defense. It might be a low-scoring game. I'm not sure. But they still have a very good defense. And the the Chiefs are going to need all the help they can get on offense uh, to kind of just overpower them in the way that that they have ran their offense in the last few years. So that's huge to get him back for that game. Obviously, divisional games, you want your best players out there. So that's huge just in its own right. If he was only suspended two games. It wouldn't have killed the Chiefs. By no means would it have killed the Chiefs' season, but it's still big that they can keep him around for those two games. Let's look at it from four games. Then you move on to play the Ravens and Lions. Now the Lions, Tyreek Hill could play or he could not play. You know, even if it's due to injury, it doesn't matter. They're going to beat the Lions. They're going to beat the. As long as Mahomes is on the field, they're going to beat the Lions. I promise you. I promise you. I'll bet the house on it. As long as Mahomes is on the field. They'll beat the Lions. And even if Mahomes isn't on the field, I'd still feel pretty good about it, in all honesty. It's the Lions. But before that, they play the Ravens. The Ravens are scary, man, especially if you do not have Tyreek Hill. Look at how impactful Tyreek Hill was on a bum ankle, on a bum leg, last year against the Ravens. That fourth down catch. I mean, look at the things he did while he was not healthy against the Ravens. Now take that and put it in September when his legs are fresh and and put it in Arrowhead and put it in Arrowhead in September when it's not cold and it's not, you know, just freezing outside, which makes your body hurt more and also just kind of slows you down a little bit. That's going to be huge. He's going to have a huge impact on that game. Whereas if he was suspended for four games, he wouldn't even get to play. And then here's the big one. If Terry Kill was suspended for six games, kind of just like Ezekiel Elliott. He would miss the Colts and the Texans. The Colts are a team who I think can battle for a bye week and who I think can battle for that division. The Texans are a team I think can get to that division mark and also uh, are almost a lock for the playoffs as long as injuries don't hamper them. Uh, So that's two teams, you know, both of which at Arrowhead, thankfully, but that's two teams that's going to be very hard to beat especially if you take away turret Hill. So from a football standpoint, this is huge. It's very huge that he's not going to get suspended or fined, you know, fine. Not so much who cares about his wallet. It's very important that he does not get suspended and he hasn't. So that's just the chiefs up. Great. I mean, think about that. Really the games of consequence for not having turret Hill is the Texans, Colts, Ravens, and Jaguars. I think that they can still beat the Jaguars without Turk Hill. I really do. So now you're down to the Ravens, Colts, and Texans. If you go one and two in that stretch without turret kill, where you would have gone three and zero, two and zero, excuse me, two and one, that's a big difference when you're when you're clawing your way in a tough division against, with the Chargers in it, and you're trying to scratch and claw for home field advantage throughout. That's a huge difference. There's only sixteen games, folks. If you blow one game, your entire season can shift. Entire season. That is what's so important as a, as a football team and on the football field of this Tyreek Kill decision. If you want the social commentary of it, uh, Grant and I can try to talk about that You know, later. You can let us know if you do or not. Frankly, I don't think a lot of you do, and so I'm going to leave it at that. If you want our social commentary on it, you can go back, I believe, two or three episodes whenever it first broke, and you can get it there. Because we talked in depth about Tariq Hill uh, when the situation first happened. And I'm kind of all Terry Killed out from a uh, social commentary standpoint. So let's move on from Tariq Hill and let's go to the Chiefs as a whole. And again, I mentioned at the top of the show, training camp is right around the corner. And the Chiefs are going to practice on Saturday as the first practice as a team. I believe they report Thursday, but it might be Friday. If I'm not mistaken, it's Thursday, though. Uh, which doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just going to be guys showing up, you know, to the facility. If I had to guess right now, the big headline from th- that first couple of days of reporting is going to be Chris Jones isn't going to be there. I don't think Chris Jones will show up. I really don't. Uh, he might. I mean, I'm not. it's not reported. I'm not reporting. Uh, no one has said for sure, if you will or won't, at this time. I don't think he will. And I also don't think that's a big deal. I mean, these guys stay in shape here around... Uh, you would love for him to learn the new defense, for sure. Uh, but he's such a, a talent that I don't think he really needs to, uh, at least not in the first few weeks, be in training camp, uh, and then while those two sides work towards a deal, uh, an extension. But with that being said, I really wanted to bring this back up again because I wanted to remind you that on Thursday we will have another episode and it will be previewing all of training camp uh, for the Chiefs, every single position group, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Their first game is going to be August 10th against the Bengals. It's right around the corner. I mean, we're about to start watching the Chiefs play football again. That's very exciting to me. I know some of you, most of you, are sane people and have a right mind and will not be getting excited for Bengals-Chiefs on August 10th, but I will. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the Chiefs. Uh, We're obviously going to cover that game and and, and do all the content around it. Uh, But for those of you who don't keep up with it day in and day out, Those are your key dates. Saturday is going to be the first practice. Players are going to report Thursday or Friday. And then the first game is going to be Saturday, August 10th. It's going to be the first game. So hopefully there's no news coming out of training camp. We'll talk about training camp as a whole more on on Thursday, but really this is the news you want. When they report, who reports, who doesn't report, and then that's it. Because frankly, nothing good comes out of a scroll on ESPN on a Wednesday afternoon that says Chiefs in August. It's usually an injury, or for any team. Usually any news out of training camp is an injury. So let's hope that's the that's the uh, last one more news that you have to get on training camp uh, in terms of just you know actual uh, details. So, as I said at the top of the show, we're going to talk about the NFL, the entire NFL. And I'm going to preview every division, and my Super Bowl prediction as of right now. And again, let me stress this. This is subject to change if Tom Brady gets hurt, if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, if there's some sort of injury to teams that's of substance. It's subject to change. But coming in to the season, this is how I feel about every single team. Let's start in the AFC West. And that's where I have the Patriots number one. If you've listened to this show before, you know that Grant Tuttle does not think the Patriots are going to win the division. I believe he picked the Bills to win the division. Uh, we'll, ham, we'll hammer him down that uh, as we do our season previews, you know, later on. But I have the Patriots going number one in this division, the Jets finishing second, the Bills finishing third, and I think that the Jets and Bills are going to have a a wild fight for that second spot. Uh, both fan bases, you know, will take this as a stepping stone year. But ultimately, I do not think that you know either team can make the playoffs. They're both going to be fun teams to watch. It's not going to be like how it was in the past, where you're looking through the games and you see Jets Bills and you're just like, oh my gosh, who wants to watch this? I don't think it's going to be terrible, you know, football to watch at all. So, with that being said. I have the Dolphins at four. The Dolphins are going to be one of the worst teams in football. They're going to have a shot at Tua Tagovailoa. I, I know I didn't say his name right. I should have just said Tua. That's on me. That's on me. But the Dolphins are going to be one of the worst teams in football, and that's why they're fourth in the AFC East. So from this division, I only have the Patriots making the playoffs. Let's move on to the AFC North. I have the Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. And honestly, right now, like the AFC East, I'm, I'm flip-flopped on, on the second seed in this division. I am. I could easily see it being the Ravens. In fact, as, as I was reading that list, I was thinking to myself, I should have put the Ravens at, at two. I should have done that. That's how close those two teams are. But to me, the Browns are the best team. They're the best football team in this division. I know that their jersey say Browns. I know the history of that franchise. I know the fact that they're the most hyped team, and oftentimes that hype from the offseason, like the Eagles' dream team that year, does not translate. But right now, looking at all these rosters in this division, the Browns are the very best. So I've got to pick them right now. Obviously, things can change. If they if they go out to training camp and people get hurt, or if Odell and Baker aren't, aren't vibing, or in the preseason, if things just look off, maybe... People, and even I, get scared of this pick and and change it. But right now, they're the best team in, in, not in football, excuse me, sorry about that. They're the best team in the AFC North. They're the best team. Baker Mayfield, if you listened to last week's show, you know, the last show we did on quarterback debates, is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. He's got it. Whatever it is, however you define it, he's got it. So that's why I picked the Browns. And again, that's the only team from this division I have making the playoffs is the Browns. So that means the AFC South and West are going to be pretty, pretty good. Let's start with the South. I have Colts as the number one seed in the South. Texans finishing second. Jaguars, Titans. Titans are going to be pretty bad, man. They're going to be pretty bad. Them and the Bengals, you know, I didn't mention the Bengals. Those two teams are going to be really bad. As far as the Colts and Texans, I think they're going to be close in the standings with each other. I think it's going to be a fun division to, to monitor throughout the year uh, from the upper half of that division, those two teams jostling for position. But ultimately, I'm going to trust Andrew Luck. I love the moves that the Colts have made this offseason. I love the team building that they have done throughout the last couple of years. I think the Colts are a better team than the Texans. I think the Texans have more stars. I think the Texans can you know, win, win flashier than the Colts. So that's why I'm in the, in the wild card. Also, I just don't believe in a lot of the other teams. I mean, it's kind of by default. You know, you can make it the case for the Ravens for sure. Uh, if you had the Ravens in the playoffs, I, I would not look at you sideways. If you had the Steelers in there, I obviously wouldn't look at you sideways either. But uh, yeah, I, I have the Texans in the playoffs as a wild card. The Colts as the one seed, uh, not, the, not the one seed in the NFL, but the one seed in the AFC South. And then for the West, I have the, the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. For the Chiefs, they're awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I was a Chiefs podcast or a Chiefs fan. They're awesome. They're a great football team. They're the best football team in the NFL right now. The best. And it's it's weird to say that if you've been a lifelong Chiefs fan and you know what this franchise has been through. I mean, in my lifetime last year was the most fun Chiefs season in, you know, in my lifetime. 21 years. So it's kind of... You're kind of apprehensive to to officially proclaim that, but the Chiefs are the best football team in the NFL. I'm sorry, that's not bias, that's not homerism. They're the best football team in the NFL, and so that means that I have them getting the one seed in the AFC. Chargers, I have getting another uh, the wild card spot, the first wild card spot ahead of the Texans, and then I've got the Broncos and Raiders. And I don't think the Raiders are going to be good. I don't think the Broncos are going to be good. I think that this the bottom half of this division is going to be the worst bottom half, you know, in the AFC. So I think those two teams are really bad. I I just I just do. So I have the Chiefs getting a bye week and the Colts getting a bye week. The Browns and Patriots winning their division. The Texans and the Chargers getting a wild card spot. You can let me know what you think again on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. It's at R Y L A N. Underscore S T I L E S. So now Let's look at the NFC. Let's start with the NFC East. I have the Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. The Giants and Redskins, again, like the AFC West, are going to be two of the worst bottom half teams in the NFL. Jay Gruden has never stuck with a quarterback in his entire coaching career. He's, you know, besides whenever he was an offensive coordinator, I mean, as his head coaching career, I should say. I think he's going to ruin Dwayne Haskins this season. You know, not for his first career, but this season. He's going to pull him out, put Case in, pull Case out, put him in. For some reason, Colt McCoy is going to start in October out of nowhere for absolutely no reason at all. Uh, You know, whenever Colt's back and he's healthy, the Redskins are a mess. The Giants are even more of a mess, though. Uh, So they're going to be fourth. Those two teams are going to be bad, and they're going to be picking high in the draft. Uh, I will say I like the Redskins' foundation a lot, but they need help. They, They need playmakers. They have a stable of running backs, all of whom are going to be hurt, are going to get hurt. I mean, they don't have one guy who I look at and say, I believe he'll stay healthy the entire year. I believe he can put up numbers the entire year. They don't have any receivers who I look at and say, that's a guy. That's a playmaker. That's a number one. They have Jordan Reed, who's, again, hurt every time you turn around. Their star tackle is holding out and is upset with the medical staff. Other than that, their offensive line is mediocre at best. I do like the foundational pieces around their defense, but it's not enough. They don't have a good enough secondary. They have a a pretty good front seven, uh, but they're going to finish third. Cowboys, I mean, if, if Zeke can make Dak's life easier, obviously, you know, Grant and I don't really like Dak too much. We don't think he's that good of a quarterback, but you know they're they're not a they're not a terrible team. They're going to be fighting for that wildcard spot. They're going to be fighting. They're not going to fight for the division though, because I think the Eagles are one of the best teams in football. Not the best, because I just said the Chiefs are, but they're one of the best. The Eagles are really good. They are really really good. I mean, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, that's the big question. If he stays healthy, the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl again. It's football. The ball the ball bounces. Crazy ways in the playoffs, but from a talent standpoint, looking at it right now, if Carson Wentz stays healthy, they're the best team in the in the uh, NFC. Again, it's football; crazy things happen. The double doink, things like that happen. But I think the Eagles are the best team in the the NFC, so they are the number one seed for me. Moving on to the NFC North, I have the Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. The Lions are going to be dreadful. I think them and the dolphins are going to fight it out for that one for that, you know, a number 1 pick or somewhere in that range. The Packers are going to be mediocre. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be terrible if he stays healthy. They'll be mediocre, but they don't have enough pieces around him to be good. The Vikings are going to finally click. You know, I if you have listened to the show again, if you listen to the show, you know I do not like Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's very good. I think he's Mediocre at best. But the team around him is really good. And they didn't click last year for whatever reason. I think that they're going to click this year. And then winning the division is the Bears. Because I think the Bears are just... I mean, I don't see a hole with the Bears. I like their defense a lot. I like their offensive scheme a lot. They lack the star power on offense, you could say. You might not believe in Mitch Trubisky duplicating what he did last year, but I I already believe in Matt Nagy. I believe in him with the Chiefs, and now I believe with him believe in him with the Bears. I think he can hide Trubisky's deficiencies. I think he can call up the right plays to make that offense hum. Even without the superstars, even without the the great quarterback, with a solid quarterback, I think he can do it. And I think Mitch is a solid quarterback. So then we move on to the NFC South. I have the Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks. The Panthers are going to be very mediocre. I could see them legitimately being 8-8. Eight eight. Not terrible. Not good. Mediocre. The Bucks are going to be pretty bad. I mean, they're going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL this year, in the NFL draft, I think. And then the Falcons and the Saints are going to fight it out for the, for the division. I think ultimately the Saints are going to win that battle. I just think that they're, that they're better. I like their defense better. I like their quarterback better. I like their receiving group better. I like their running back better. So therefore, I'm going to pick the Saints. I think most people are going to agree with that, but uh, you can let me know again on Twitter. And then lastly, the NFC West. This has been a very interesting division that I've seen previewed. Some people are overcorrecting on the Rams, saying they're going to be terrible. Some people are putting them as the one seed in the NFC West. I think neither of those are true. I think they're gonna win the division, but I don't think they're gonna be as great as they were last year. I don't. I think they're gonna win a I think they're gonna win a mediocre division. A division in which ten and six can get the job done for a division to win. A division where nine and seven might even get the job done for a division to win. So I have them winning the division with the one seed there, and then the Seahawks, 49ers and Cardinals. I love that Cardinals team. I don't think they're gonna be terrible. I really don't. I think they're going to be young. And that youth, that inexperience on the field and on the sideline is going to cost them a few games this year. But I think you're going to be able to look at that team and say, they have something here. They have something in that coach. They have something in in these players. They're going to be a team to watch here in a few years. I love that foundation that they've built. Kyler Murray and guys like that around that offense, I love it. But they're not good enough just yet. They're not ready just yet. The 49ers are a lot of smoke and mirrors. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo gets touted out as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. What's he done? What has he ever done besides look good for two games? And then I believe he got hurt in the third game before Brady could come back. He's not he's not that good of a quarterback, folks. He, he's not gonna carry this franchise. Other than that, the team has a lot of holes. A lot of holes. And I don't think that they're gonna be able to get it done this year but they're not going to be they're not going to be awful. I'll say that. They're going to be below average. They won't be awful. Seahawks They're going to be fine. They're going to be the Seahawks. 8 and 8 9 and 7. They'll be fine. They won't be great. They won't make any noise. You know You know when you look at the standings in week 15, they're going to be a game and a half out or a game out or even a half a game out of the of the wild card and you're going to think to yourself that they can make something happen and then they'll fold. That's how I think that this season is going to go for the Seahawks. And then the Rams. The Rams are just talented. They have a a great coach, a talented team. And again, that division is nothing special. That division helps them a lot in terms of sustaining success and winning this division again. So, the playoff landscape in the AFC is going to be Eagles as the one seed with the bye week. Bears with the bye week. Saints, Rams, division winners... Vikings with a wild-card spot, and the Cowboys with a wild-card spot. In the hunt for a wild-card in this league, I would say that the Falcons have a chance. I would say that the Seahawks have a chance. But other than that, I don't really see it being realistic for other teams to make it in. You could you could argue Aaron Rodgers just because of how talented he is as a quarterback and how much that position means in the NFL, and I'd hear you out. But to me, those are your contenders in the in the NFC. And so, again, we're going to do an entire NFL prediction show, you know, the week before the season. Or maybe even two weeks before the season. So, I'll save the ins and outs of records and award winners and stuff like that for that time. But I will let you know right now, as of today, if you made me bet, if you made me go to Vegas right now and bet, my Super Bowl prediction is Eagles versus Chiefs. Eagles versus Chiefs. That's going to be fun. That might be the best storyline you know, of a Super Bowl in years. And again, that's not just as a, as a Chiefs fan. No, that's the Andy Reid aspect. You know, the Chiefs aspect of, of just trying so hard to get back there. And, and things of that of that nature. So, I do have the Eagles winning that Super Bowl right now, though. If, if it was played today in the Super Bowl, I think that experience and that leadership of being on that stage before is going to carry them. I think that Mahomes will look good, not great in the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's crazy to talk about Super Bowl right now. It really is. I mean, what other season could you realistically say say for the Chiefs is a Super Bowl season besides this year? I mean, last year people thought it a little bit as they were excited, and then they thought it again as it was coming down the stretch, and then they thought it again before D4 jumped off sides. But in July, what other season in 21 years could you say the Chiefs are gonna make the Super Bowl and then not get laughed at. Or or it not sound like a hot take. It's crazy. The Chiefs are in a good spot. We're in a good spot. It's gonna be fun to cover this team. Again, one more time. We're gonna have another show Thursday. Hopefully, Grant will be back for that one. If not, it'll just be me again. And we'll preview training camp from start to finish. Every single position group, every single player, every single question we have about the Chiefs. We're gonna try, we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna answer it. Uh, and then hopefully you guys can send in your questions to you and we'll get those answered. You can comment in this article below. Uh, we have an article to co- to correspond with this podcast. You can comment there, your questions. You can tweet them to me at Ryland R-Y-L-A-N, underscore Stiles at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. So at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. That'll be Thursday. And then from then on, we'll have a show at least once a week from now until the start of the season at the start of the season. We'll do two episodes a week. And we'll be off to the races. So it's going to be fun. You guys should totally subscribe right now. Leave a review right now. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. We're incredibly excited for the season, as everyone listening to this right now is. We're excited to talk about it week in and week out. Thank you for listening so much. This has been really fun. Again, check out ArrowheadAddict.com for the latest Chiefs news and stories and opinions. Uh, That's a great website, and we're proud to be part of it. So without further ado, this has been the Aero Podcast. The Aero Podcast, a part of the Fan-Sided Podcasting Network. Be good and be good to one another. We will see you guys on Thursday